Welcome to Time After Time, a non-sponsored, highly judgmental podcast about time travel and love and friendship and the movies that bring them together into our living rooms. I'm Helena and I'm Paige. And maybe in an alternate timeline, you've already listened to this podcast and you loved it. Let's go. Ooh, ooh, okay, I have one, I have one. Are you ready? Okay, when the moon hits your <laughs> eye like a big pizza pie, love wedding repeat. Mm, all right, let me let me try. Okay. When the pod hits your ear like it's super clear, that's our podcast. Wow, that was really good. Thank you so much. That was so I much better than what I did. Thanks. I have a lot of practice singing songs and making them about the dogs. Did you get um? Did you get why I picked that one? Because it's in Italy. Yeah, because this movie's set in Italy, so I thought that that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. I agree. This movie set in Italy is called Love, Love Wedding, Wedding If you couldn't tell by our not super synced uh, audio at that, we are actually we are recording virtually right now. We are. Um, Helena, Helena split. Helena left town on the lamb. That's right. Uh, this is the only evidence of where I am. I'm in a an undisclosed location. An undisclosed location with like children's drawings all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm at my brother's house. It's great. Um, it's my niece's birthday. Both of my nieces, plural. Uh, so we're having a great time. And Lots of little uh, Tauruses, Aries. No, two Tauruses. Two Tauruses, great. So, yeah. Them. Yeah, they're going to, it's a real chill household over here. Chill and expensive taste. Yeah, and um, stubborn. So we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eleanor is definitely a Taurus. She's she's already exhibiting Taurus qualities. Does she love food? Um, No, that would be uh, Maddie's department. Maddie will okay. eat literally anything you put in front of her. Um, and it's very cute. A big Taurus thing, I've noticed. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like that time that we only turned on um, Taurus, the Taurus filter yes. on one of those dating apps. Yes. When Bumble first revealed that you could filter by Zodiac sign, we spent a, a long bus ride just going sign by sign to see if there was like a, a pattern in each sign's profiles. And Taurus was the most distinct one. Every single profile mentioned food. Every single one. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of related to what we're doing today. It is? I mean, there's there's love and there's food. Uh, is there food? It's mostly drinks. That's true. There's, there's drinks. There's the cake. That's true. There is the cake. All right. Let's uh, Let's get into this. Yeah. First, I will say we have a pre-written disclaimer that I yes, don't know. Yes, because uh, mistakes were made, so uh, we decided this is our version of a mm-hmm. um, notes app apology. Here we go. Yes, my fellow Americans. Uh, well, we have failed you, time sluts. This movie was described as Jack going through alternate timelines to give his sister the perfect wedding. Sounds like time travel, no? Reviewers describe this as a time travel movie. It is on lists of time travel rom-coms. Helena Fari, time travel expert, That's saw me. it before we even began this podcast and was like, yes, this is time travel movie. And yet, no one in this movie time travels. It, 
except I guess maybe the omniscient Judy Dench sounding narrator that is not actually a character in the movie. In this movie, alternate timelines are used as plot device, but there is not a character who time travels and that is our litmus test and we have failed it, but we are soldiering on with the episode because we soldiered through this movie and now we are in different states and also we have thoughts. Cool? Cool. Let's move on. Great. So uh, shall I start the plot summary? Yes, you shall. All right. We meet Jack, Sam Claffin, and Dina, Olivia Munn, when they happen to be in Rome on the same weekend visiting Jack's sister, Haley, who also happens to be Dina's friend. They have spent a very fun weekend together, and they are bantering and clearly both want to kiss each other before Jack must leave to catch his plane. Just as Jack musters up the courage, an old friend pops up and is like, hey, mate, this is so crazy. I'm also going to the airport and I can drive you. So Jack leaves kissless. We fast forward three years to the day of Haley's wedding, which Jack and Dina are obviously both attending. There's also a fun cast of characters at their wedding table, including Haley's man maid of honor, Brian, a narcissistic wannabe actor. Rebecca, who is funny and into Brian. Sydney, a man wearing a kilt meant to be seen as Cutely socially inept, but is actually kind of a creep. And Amanda, Jack's ex-girlfriend who he hates, who is there with Chaz, her new boyfriend who she seems to kind of hate. Also in attendance, Mark, an uninvited gatecrasher who is high on cocaine and has come to tell Haley he loves her and steal her away from her new husband. Oy vey. Haley is worried Mark will ruin her wedding. So she asks Jack to drug him with these very strong sleeping drops that she's been taking. He puts them into what should be Mark's champagne flute, but some naughty children engage in a classic mix em up prank, and Brian ends up with the dosed champagne flute. For the next, I don't know, half hour, we see how this timeline plays out, which is badly. Brian is too sleepy to do his maid of honor speech. He destroys the cake. Mark reveals to everyone that Haley slept with him three weeks before the wedding, and Dina leaves with the Italian director while Amanda punches Jack in the face. Oh, and when Haley's new husband tries to run out due to finding that she cheated on him, he falls over a balcony and dies, maybe? That's where it stops. (laughs) We then get the omniscient Judy Dench-like narrator telling us there's lots of other ways this could have gone, and we see a bunch of vignettes from alternate timelines very quickly before we land on the final seemingly quote-unquote real or quote-unquote permanent one, where Jack accidentally takes the sleeping drops intended for Mark. Jack struggles to stay awake, even while Dina is telling him about her mom recently dying. So Dina goes off and gets drunk instead of talking to hot Italian director. Brian and Rebecca end up hitting it off, so Brian gives a great best man speech that maybe inspires Mark to let Haley be happy instead of revealing she cheated on her fiancé. Also, Amanda and Chaz break up amicably, and Sydney is given good advice about listening to women and thus hits it off with a lady. However, Dina still gets a work call and has to leave. She tells Jack that they missed their moment. Jack goes back to the wedding, but Brian convinces him to chase after Dina. He does, and just as they are about to kiss, an old friend of Dina's interrupts, but Jack tells him to go away, and he and Dina finally get to make out. This brings us to... Blast from from the past. Past. Oh, I think that one was pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, as of July 2020, so almost a year ago now, crazy, crazy, the film holds an approval rating of 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it probably, I guess I could have just looked up what it is right now. Okay, now it has a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Some people had some feelings about it during quarantine. <laughs> I think it, like, came out during quarantine. Anyway. Did it? Released on April 10th, 2020. Yeah, it was released during quarantine. Oh, all right. 
So you saw it very recently. Yeah, I saw it like twice in one year, apparently. <laughs> anyway, so the film holds an approval rating of 34% around tomatoes, which feels right. So the site's critic consensus reads, for this movie, Love, Wedding, Repeat takes the rough shape of beloved rom-coms from the past, but its beautiful setting and appealing cast can't compensate for a sodden story. A sodden story? My goodness. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> and here's, this is it. Uh, I found this other review from a website called Polygon. Mm-hmm. The review I want to attribute is by Tasha Robinson. Um, I loved this line. It's the rare romantic comedy that doesn't underline viewers' needy true love fantasies by saying this couple was destined to get together, so much as it says, eh, this could happen, I guess, whatever. (laughs) I feel like by that definition, I would think that this would be a movie that you would like, Paige. Yes. I mean, we'll get, we can get in, I enjoyed parts of the movie. We can get into the reasons I didn't like it as we go yeah for sure but just like that kind of that kind of assessment makes me like if I just read that and I hadn't seen the movie I'd probably be like this is gonna be a page movie yes I do yes your fate uh, I prefer like our personalities get along yeah you know what I mean (laughs) but the I guess the reason maybe I didn't like this movie is because in the quote-unquote like permanent timeline their personalities that doesn't happen either anyway yeah so anyway Um, another fun fact, uh, that this is not math. I did. This is math. Someone on the internet did at a certain point, the narrator hypothesizes how many combinations there can be in an eight seat table while the kids are running around doing the mix and match. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are 4,000, there are 40,320 combinations. Wow. That's um, a lot of combinations. Like who sits exactly where, but that's just sort of like, you know, each person sits next to a different person thing. I think the movie really is more saying that there's like, I mean, there's really eight ways this could go, right? It's like one person takes the sleeping pills, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not necessarily true. Like the sleeping pills are an important thing, but how they are sitting around the table does affect things like who they talk to and what kind of conversations they have and what mood that puts them in. So the sleeping pills are essential, but I don't think that, uh, it has to. I, I, I think that it could go 40,000 ways. Great. This is a remake, actually, this movie. Oh. It's a remake of the French movie from 2012, Plan de Table, uh, which doesn't sound like French to me. <laughs> it's, well, you don't pronounce it table. Plan de table. 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 Okay, well, one of us took French, yeah, and one, one of us spent a semester in Paris, and one of us didn't. Did you know um, I lived in Paris for a while? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I was living in Paris. So the IMDb description of that movie reads, uh, a man messes up the name cards slash table plan of one table at a wedding, changing the futures of the people sitting there. He's in a time loop, reliving different table plans. So that one might actually be a time travel Okay, movie. yeah. Although maybe he's not. Maybe I mean we would have to watch it, I guess. Yeah. Um we didn't. Uh but yes, technically it says in the description it says he's in a time loop. Mm-hmm. That sounds I mean, I would be curious to find out if that one's any better. Um it doesn't seem to be. Okay. Fair enough. It seems to have also been a flop. Well then um, why do they remake it? Because <laughs> they're like, we can do better. They they couldn't, apparently. Someone wanted to go to Italy. Yeah, I think that's the the crux of this movie was that someone was like, wouldn't it be nice to like spend six weeks in Italy making a movie? With Olivia Munn. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? 
So this narrator is doing a very good Judy Dench impression. It is not Judy Dench. It is actually a woman named Penny Ryder, who is apparently a very close friend of Judy Dench's. I remember during the movie, I was like, is that Judy Dench? (laughs) And you were like, no. Well, I was just like, Judy Dench wouldn't be doing this movie. Yeah, that's very But it did sound like Judy Dench. Yeah. Um, However, yes, they are good friends. And uh, they were in a short film called Friend Request Pending together in 2012, Hmm. which we could watch. It's like $2 on Amazon and like 12 minutes long. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it was the two of them. And Tom Hiddleston is also in it. So I'm I'm vaguely interested. Yeah, I'm done Um, for that. She also, Penny Ryder, understudied many, many times for Judy Dench in the theater and has been her stand-in in movies. So it seems like a complicated friendship. Maybe not. Maybe Penny Ryder is like, look, I'm riding your I'm ridering your coattails all the way to the top. Um, and I and I'm a working actor. Just saying. <laughs> to me, it, it feels like the whole like, it must have been cold there in my shadow. <laughs> To never have sunlight on your face. Wow, you was... were content to let me shine. That's, that's really nice, Paige. That's what it feels like. Feels like I mean, we don't know. Maybe they're just really good friends. And Penny Ryder is like, look, I've had a, a very, a rather stable career, just sort of like living in Judy Dench's shadow. And maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe Penny Ryder has like a, a more satisfying sex life. We don't know. I think Judy like really gets it on though. I, I I'm don't just trying see to give a Penny world. Something. Maybe she's a better cook. Maybe I have I have no knowledge of Judy Dench's cooking skills. Yeah, Penny's the better cook, and everyone's like, "Ooh, can't wait for Penny's Thanksgiving." And Judy's like, "Oh, wow. <laughs> no." Yeah, I think that's probably true. You're right. All right, so let's move on to magic, magic science, science, just a just dream. dream. All right, well, as we've discussed, there's no real time travel here. Yeah. And also, what poses as time travel comes a full hour into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Paige kept asking me, like, when is the time travel going to happen? And I was like, you know, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I wrote like in my notes, it says 50 minutes in, still no time travel. 52 minutes in, still no. 54 (laughs) minutes in, nope. Yeah, they did spend a lot of time on that first loop. And maybe partially because they realized they didn't actually have time travel. They were like, we have no mythology to fill out. So we'll just spend a lot of time on this one loop. Yeah. And we were watching it like, this would be fine if this is what the movie, like it wouldn't be fine for our podcast, but Right, it would be like a passable rom com if this was what the movie was. Right, or if it's just like all these zany people at the wedding, and who someone drank the wrong sleeping pills, and we gotta fix it. Yeah, it seems like the the time travel was put in. It almost feels like the time travel was put in later. Like they, here's what here's what it feels like. I know that it was. I now know that it was based on a um, other movie, but before I was thinking that it sort of feels like the writers wrote like two thirds of a movie and they were like, Oh no, like we got to the end of the movie and it's only 50 pages. So we need to extend it. So they're like, I know time loop. Yeah. It would make more sense to me if it felt like it, like you said, it felt like the time travel was sort of a second 
It seems like it would seem like the time travel was an afterthought, but it's based on another movie. Right. So yeah. Maybe, maybe we have to watch that movie and report back. Yeah. Maybe they um found the other movie later. Like they wrote half the script and then they found that movie and were like, oh, we'll just like do this. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Would love to talk to the writers. I um, also feel like even if we're not doing an actual, if, if it's not actually time travel and they don't actually live in these alternate timelines, we could have spent more time with some of the other timelines. They looked like fun. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So like, even if it's an alternate realities thing, we could have like half an, 40 minutes into the movie started these alternate timelines and seen a bunch of them. Yeah, which would have been fun. They did like a one montage that was like, here's all the things that could have happened in different ways. And it was like kind of fun and zany. Um, But I would have liked to see those expanded because, yeah, time travel is fun and people like it. And if you're going to do a time travel movie, put some actual time travel in there. Yeah. Or give us more alternate time. Like do something or just commit to it being the zany I don't know. I just feel like they did the time travel like as a sort of weird or an alternate timeline as like a sort of weird like metaphor for this like is fate a thing thing? And I don't even know what the message was. <laughs> like Yeah. Is- yeah. They I think they wanted it to well, I think the movie decides at the end that fate is a thing. No, because you have to make your own. But she was like I think that like this is saying that like okay it could have gone any no it could have gone so many different ways but here's how it actually right. went yeah but it even though like have- he took he took initiative but like he made it happen like in in the timeline where he took initiative is how how it actually went well that's why it's confusing because at the end the whole like thesis of the movie seems to be this speech that Brian gives Jack that makes him like run off right. I found this the the exchange word for word online. I'm going to read it to you. Great, thank you. Brian, have you ever thought about how small the chances are that you would be born? If just one thing in history had changed, just one of your millions of ancestors hadn't crossed paths at the exact moment they did, then you wouldn't exist. You'd never have even lived a single day. Jack, did you just make that up? Brian, no, it's a quote from one of Vitelli's films, but it's true though, right? Jack, yeah. Brian, I mean, it's pretty scary, but if we're honest with ourselves, then it all comes down to chance. And I guess life is about grabbing those chances when they come around. After a moment's pause, Jack rushes off to find Dina. That's, yeah. But I, I think that that's saying it's fate. It's like the chances are so slim. So like whatever happens is for a reason. But they're also saying you have to grab those chances, which is like always one of those things where it's like grab those chances where it's like, okay, so is it fate or is it you make fate a thing? I kind of like that version of fate, I have to say. Like I like the idea that like, you know, it's – it it is fate that it happened, but you do have some like driving force behind it. Okay, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of it's kind of like going down the middle. Like it's kind of um, a, a version of fate that is like having it both ways, which I think is like kind of not really fair. But I like it because you get to have it both ways, and you love having both ways. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> that's fine I can accept that that theory of fate I don't like you said I think I do think it it, it it's sort of a cop-out right it's like are we all destined to do whatever the fuck we're gonna do or are we all making up are we all in control of our own destiny is there free will or not I like you gotta come down on the side in my opinion but I could accept the thesis of the movie it's just like then do 
like you said, you can get to that by just like doing a bunch of like, let us see all the different timelines. Let us right, right. out for a bit. And like, otherwise, it's just it's just a movie about this wedding until yeah. again, an hour in. I also think that the sort of thesis of the movie, like, is that these two people, the chances that these two people would get together is one in 40,000. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. That's the other <laughs> it thing. It seems is, like these two people are attracted to each other. And like the timing is pretty good right now because they're both single. They both like reconnected at the right moment. Like, yeah. Even if they don't get together at this wedding, like he could reach out later or she could reach out later and be like, hey, I, I'm sorry that like it didn't happen at the wedding, but I did really like want to take you on a date. Can we meet up somewhere? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about this more in the romance part, but that could have also happened three years ago. Right. I don't understand why these people didn't just text each other. Right. Yeah. I-, I-, I guess that the movie tries to like escape it by being like, oh, well, she's a war correspondent. So uh, she is, you know, she can't be reached. Right. But she was in a relationship with somebody else during those three years. So didn't she like go almost immediately get into a relationship with someone else? She was single three years ago when they met, right? Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but then she did get in a relationship with someone else. So clearly she could be reached. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I guess we're already into the next section right now because we're we're talking about some plot holes. Yeah. So we're moving to. What have you you done? done? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, The reasons that they don't get together seem, like, not very uh, compelling to me. No. Also, nobody in this movie knows how to talk to another human. There's no reason in the beginning he couldn't be like, all right, mate, like, I'll meet you in the car in two minutes. I need a moment. Right, yeah. kiss this girl now. Also, clearly they both wanted to kiss. So it's, like, really the actual act of not kissing is what would... Like, and he knows... She knows he didn't kiss her because his friend showed up. So it's, like, what would the kiss... Would that have changed anything? Would that have not changed anything? Also, it's not like they met by chance. Like, she right. was her, his sister's friend. So, like, she could have been like, hey, you know, I think your brother's really cute. Like, is he single? Was he was he interested in me? Like, they could have figured out a way. Very easily. It wasn't like they didn't have each other's numbers and had no way of contacting each other. I, I thought that was kind of ridiculous. And, like, I get... You know, so I do get sometimes it's like a ships in the night thing. Like sometimes you have a great weekend and then you're like, that's what that was. But then again, in this timeline, it's super unclear to me why, like you said, any version of events would not have led to them hooking up at this one. Right. Yeah. It it seems like the other thing was, it seems like they both were primed to come to the wedding to hook up. Right. Like they both sort of knew it was going to go down. When he sees her at the wedding, she is standing on top of this like <laughs> bridge in with her dress built, like clearly just standing there waiting to be seen. Yeah, she looks She's amazing. Like, this is where I pose until he notices me. <laughs> um, the wedding takes place in this gorgeous Italian villa. Yeah. It really seems like they were just like, we found this villa and we want to film something here. What can we possibly film here? And I love that for them. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, another, I don't know, plot hole is none of the people in this, it's just badly written. Nobody in this movie knows how to talk to other human beings. I think the problem Um, is that everyone is being a character actor. Like, everyone's so in love with whatever character they're doing that, like, no one is actually listening. 
but it's the actual lines too like the first time we meet all these characters they're all like sitting around standing around in a circle and one of the guys like my groin is chafing right yeah he's just immediately like let me talk about my penis yeah I think the characters are delightful in themselves like I like some of the performances a lot like I really like um what's that woman Rebecca um She's a, an Irish comedian. She's very funny. Um, I forget her name in real life. I think it's Maeve or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, I think she's very funny and she's delightful. But like if there weren't like six other ones of her trying to Right. Compete, that's what I'm saying. Like they would all or they would maybe be delightful if like that's what the movie was, right? Like if the movie is this like camp, like fun weirdos at a wedding and we explored all of that. It, you could even I could even see a version of the movie where like we focus on each of those people for one of the time. Yeah, loops. that would be that a good movie. Great. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever seen um, Table 19? No. It was a rom-com from a few years ago starring Anna Kendrick. No. It's basically that. It's basically like it's a wedding weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like about the, all these people who are stuck at like the the table of misfits. Oh, like, that's fun. would say no. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure it's not a great movie, but it like works in my opinion better because that's that's sort of the point of the movie is these characters, right? You can't have all these characters and not and them not be any sort of focal point for the movie. Yeah, there's too many things happening it's in this too movie. Wide. It's too wide. Throw time travel or alternate timelines on top of it. Yeah, like, I agree. You have all these characters. You have uh, his sister wanting him to drug a guy. <laughs> Which is not the only solution. She's determined yeah. that that is the only solution. <laughs> it's very uh, Shakespearean, actually. This this whole, it's like a comedy of errors type thing. Totally. Actually, you could probably break it down into like the tropes, like the, yeah. you know, how there were like the same, kind of the same characters in every Shakespeare comedy. Yeah. Well, and also like the the drugging the wrong person is very Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, and there's like a... Um, I was kind of getting as you like it vibes. Like there's like a Phoebe and um, what's his name? Couple. I feel like that's Rebecca and um, yeah. Bryce. I don't remember their character names, but yeah, they sort of seem like that to me. And there's like yeah, there's just you could you could break it down. And then there's the yeah. the couple does mean to each other. Yeah, there are a lot too. Yeah, everyone's there's, just a lot. <laughs> there are so many. Here's the thing. There's so many. There are a lot of different versions of this movie that could have been really great and fun, right? Mm-hmm. Like you do sort of a Shakespearean comedy of errors thing. That's very fun. If you do it well, mm-hmm. you do this like weird alternate timeline thing. Also very fun. Uh, you, you do some mishmash and try to make it like sincere. Weird. That's kind of how it turned out. Right. And also it's it, also like the dialogue is bad. Yeah, so. that's that's a problem. Um, I had the the sensation during this second watch of this movie where I was like, oh, at the for the first like twenty five minutes, I was like, oh, this is like kind of nice. Like, I like yeah. looking at the Italian stuff. Like, the the wedding is very beautiful. That's happening. The characters are sort of lovable and fun for the first twenty minutes before they become like really grating. Um, and I was like, why did I? leave this movie the first time being like that was bad this is kind of I was like this is kind of delightful this is better than I remember and then like maybe 50 minutes in I was like oh yeah I did not like this movie because it's boring and nothing really happens especially because you know based 
like we knew and like based on the description you know some sort of time travel element is coming so i do think it it works against the movie it makes it more boring because you're sitting there like when is it come right why is this still happening yeah why are we still watching these characters this is we know this is not like what actually ends up happening right yeah Oh gosh, I don't know. The also all the things that happened with Mark didn't make any sense to me. Um the only thing that seemed different from like the first main timeline and the second main timeline was that the first time he was locked in a closet for a while. The second time not much was different, but he wasn't locked in a closet and also and then Brian made a best man speech, which like Mark is supposedly very high on drugs and convinced that Haley loves him. Right. So I don't know why that would have stopped him from ruining the wedding. Yeah, I'm not sure that like sincerity was really what that man needed to right. um, <laughs> change his mind. Um, but also, just it should be noted that the guy who plays Mark looks exactly like uh, Thomas Middleditch. Yeah, just just a fun fact. Yeah, he really does. Um, the whole time I was like, "Is it that guy?" And it it was not that guy. But also, it took me out of it that the actor playing Mark was doing very bad coke impediment work. Uh, <laughs> Not helped by the fact that it seemed like the writers of this movie had never done coke. Yeah, it was like unclear what they thought the effects of coke were, which I think was a good time. Yeah. And it's also like, of all the things you're going to give somebody on coke, sleeping drops? Yeah. Also, the (laughs) sleeping drugs seem to inconsistently affect people. Like, it's not clear like how, like for some reason, it knocks some people completely out and then others like... Like when um, the main weird. dude takes his takes the drugs, he's just sort of like drowsy a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, but it's just like the thing that's going to be least effective on a guy super hopped up on coke is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so we also said during the movie, like Jack could have solved his being drowsy from the sleeping pills problem by just asking Mark for some coke. That's a really good point. I don't know why he didn't do that. No, he's like, get me some coffee. And it's like, dude, you know the guy at this table has coke. (laughs) Just do some coke. Obviously. Uh, Come on. They seem to think all coke did was like make you... Kind of an asshole. Kind of an asshole and get like red red rings under your eyes. Yeah. I was like, is it marijuana? I don't... I thought that's... They were like, all drugs do the same thing. Does coke one time... Yeah. Also, he looked like a full-on cokehead. Like he looked right. like, yeah. Which I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But it seemed like he was just having a bad day. Honestly. Yeah, and it also didn't make sense to me the the first timeline where Brian takes the sleeping pill and like is giving a really bad toast. Uh, Jack knows what's going on, and is instead of being like, "Hey, I'm the bride's brother," it would make sense for me to give a toast. He forces his like drugged up friend to get in front of the microphone, and then is surprised when it doesn't work out. Yeah, no, completely. Uh, he he could have solved a lot of his problems m- many different ways, which the movie is you know trying to explore that. But uh, most of the ways he tries to solve problems are stupid and bad. Right. Well, and the movie's really trying to hit us over the head with like, look how different things go if a different person takes the sleeping pills. And like, we just talked about with the Mark thing and also uh, this subplot with Amanda and her boyfriend. It doesn't really make sense to me why things are different. Unless we're going with like a butterfly flapped its wings and everything changed. Like, also in the second timeline, all of a sudden Amanda and her boyfriend realize they don't like each other and like part amicably. But like nothing different happened. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that that's what the movie is trying to say is like butterfly effect, but I don't know. Yeah, that didn't it didn't really make sense. It's kind of the um why is uh uh, her. Why does she have highlights? Why does Carrie movie? have highlights? Why yes. does Carrie have highlights? We need a new section. <laughs> I mean, the section. The section is supposed to be that. Why does Carrie have highlights of of our, our of our podcast? And sometimes we we sort of delve more into the nobody in this movie knows how coke works aspect. Yes, but I would say this movie has a real why does Carrie have highlights issue in that everything turns out different in the second timeline and only. It's only explained why a few of them would have changed. Right. Yeah. And if they had gone through why each person had a different outcome, like then I would be like, okay. Like for the like the guy who ends up like asking how to talk to women and the mm-hmm. like, okay, that's explained why he did something right. different. But most of them are not. No. And we do see like Amanda, uh, not Amanda, we do see Dina and the Italian director like miss each other because she goes to drink and stuff. So like that's explained. But again, yeah, the specifically the why does Mark not ruin the wedding and why do Amanda and Chaz not like make everyone around them miserable and instead just decide to break up amicably? Those things not satisfactorily explained. No, I ha- I have to agree with that. Um, My last thing in this category is... Dina's whole work thing at the end makes <laughs> no sense. I, she, I love that you pointed this out and it's so true. She gets a call. So she's in Italy, right? And she gets a call because she's a, a news, a journalist? Of she's some a journalist, kind. yeah. A journalist. I guess she was a war journalist. She must not be anymore if this is the beat she's covering. She must have but. decided that she's done with that. <laughs> she is, which also, that's such a fun, weird subplot thing where she just like is talking about how she was kidnapped in Afghanistan. I liked that. Like, this I, I, I kind of dug that. It was like, okay, yeah. this woman has like a whole life. We don't like, we don't like get to know her that well in the movie. Like she doesn't have that much to actually do, but she does have like a very clearly filled out cool. backstory, which I appreciate. Yeah. But anyway, so she gets a call from work, which work knows presumably work knows she's like on at a wedding in Italy where calls in is like, Hey, there was a hurricane in Mexico. You're the only person who can come. No, it was like, there is a hurricane in Mexico. Not even was like fly into the hurricane in Mexico. They're like, you need to go cover it, which first of all, it's going to be at least an eight hour flight. Even if she can, um, like, even if she gets to the airport instantaneously and gets a flight out, we're talking at least eight to ten hours. She probably she has her. to fly into like New York first, too. Like, there's probably right. not that many direct flights from Italy to Mexico. Right. Also, she's like has none of her. She's in a wedding guest dress and like has none of her equipment or anything. Um, yeah, yeah. She probably needs to stop in New York, pick up her like gear or whatever, and then yeah. like. <laughs> so we're talking. It's going to be a full. A full day, at least twenty four hours, possibly get to Mexico and fly into the of a hurricane into the middle of a hurricane. (laughs) And it's also like, I mean, I guess you would have more of an insight to this since your your dad is a journalist and your your brother's a a news producer. But it's like, I, I just I feel like they know you're out of the country. Someone else probably could cover it. Yeah, I mean, I think they would send the person who most logically 
should be covering it. Like, even if they want it to be you, you would be like, look, it's going to be this amount of time. And they'll be like, okay, well, the story will be gone by then. So we're going to send this other person. Like, but that's the thing. It's like, yeah, why a her? Like, I could see it. I could see it if, like, it was something where, like, uh, news people get called away from stuff a lot. It's like yeah. that's common, but definitely not like this doesn't make any sense for you to go to this place. Like, no, what they should have been like, hey, there's a rebellion in uh, the the like the Czech Republic. You are the closest person. Yeah, and that would be great. Yeah. That would make sense. Why she would fly from Italy into a hurricane in Mexico. <laughs> just Yeah. Yeah. That's that's bad. Also, when he catches up with her, she's just standing on the corner of her street texting. Yeah, it's they act like the first time they act like when she leaves, it's like she is gone. She is on the plane now. It's like, no, you could always have gone after her. Oh, also, should we talk at all about the guy who like dies? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's all like that we really know. Her husband, like we said, uh, Haley's new husband. Because by the way, this whole movie takes place at the re- reception. Like they right. get married. They are already married. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we see them get married, and then we're all at, we see them get married just for like the sheer fact to, that Brian is late. Yep. <laughs> and then we go to the reception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then at the reception, Roberto runs out after Mark is like, I slept with your wife three weeks ago. <laughs> he runs out and they're like yelling. So I, I, I don't know, like gesticulating and, uh, you know, Italians. <laughs> uh, and just like, he backs up over the railing of this like bridge. Yeah. Presumably falling to his death. Yeah. It's really bad. So, you know, I, I don't know. Helena, have you ever watched Community? No. Okay. There's an, a very famous episode of Community, which this will be for our, our community heads. There. There's a very famous episode of Community where they go through alternate timelines, which, you know, before this episode, I would have said it doesn't apply to our pod, but maybe now it does. And they call one of them, or they, the the, the guy in the group who's like, there are alternate timelines and everyone else is like, shut up, Abed. Uh, <laughs> he is like, one of them is the darkest timeline. And it all revolves around who's going to go downstairs to let the pizza delivery guy in out of the seven of them. You know, so we see the same like five minutes play out over and over. One person leaves to go get the stuff. The rest of them start doing other things. So they actually do enough time loops that they figure that they go through all combinations. They go through all combinations. The show doesn't. They, well, the show does. The characters don't. The well, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's alternate timelines. But it's nice that right. they actually go through all of them and see it yeah, all the way it's through. it's very fun. And one of them is the darkest timeline because somehow in those five minutes, like, the apartment gets set on fire and someone loses an arm and someone accidentally <laughs> shoots somebody else. So that was that. This is the darkest timeline. Because we're very darkest timeline. He dies in the middle of his wedding and has just found out very publicly that his new wife cheated on him. Yeah. So it's pretty upsetting. The death probably supersedes that on like why this is a bad day for him. I mean, yes, but it's just like it's a very humiliating death. Like the whole thing <laughs> is just true. like terribly humiliating. Um, which sort of leads sort of leads us, unless you have anything else. No, no, let's do it. Into 
does, does their, their love, love stand, stand the, test the test of, of time? time? Why don't we start with Haley and Roberto? All right. Yeah, let's do it. Not our main couple. No, but, but they are the couple getting married. So worth talking about. Couple getting married. A couple things here. This is the second movie, at least the second movie, where the time travel seems to sort of revolve around uh, make sure your partner doesn't know you cheated on them. Like, don't right. You're gonna, you'll be fine them. as long as your partner doesn't know. Right. I mean, okay, one thing I will say about that is in this case, I feel like she it, it was like genuinely a one-time thing and she made a mistake and regrets it. Whereas right. the other guy was like regularly fucking that girl. And yeah. we're was, talking about the man with the rain in his boots. Yes, yes. Um so he he was like having a full-blown affair and like got to just like get off without telling her, which was bad. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it it feels a little bit different to me. It's still the same concept, um, right. but yeah. Why um, why do people want to see that so much? I, I, maybe because people out there are like, oh, good, I can get away with it too. Yeah, maybe it is. It is quite a choice for like one of our main, the person we're supposed to be rooting for, right? Is like, it's quite a choice to be like. Oh, no, this guy isn't just crazy. You gave him a reason to <laughs> think that you liked him. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And like, yeah, I mean, she seems to have a lot of regret about it. Uh, he see Roberto seems to really love her. They had like a very yeah. they also had a very fast romance. They like were engaged for like six months or something or like knew each other for like six months before they had this massive wedding that looks like yeah. it cost millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is, is so, so one of the, so the, one of the first scenes when Mark shows up and Haley sees him and is like, you need to leave. And then Roberto comes and is like, oh, Haley, like another British friend of yours. Great. Uh, well, we, you know, we have an extra spot at your British friend table. And the thing is, it's like, sure, you can't necessarily say to your husband, like, um, no, I don't want this guy here. I had sex with him three weeks ago. But you can pull your husband aside and be like, hey, this guy's, kind of nuts he's been obsessed with me since high school i don't want him here like i don't understand why she can't again none of these people seem to know how to talk to each other yeah she literally she literally could be like he might say something crazy because he i mean not that i'm endorsing people lying i don't think you should do that i also don't think you should cheat but she but could have easy solution to yeah, this problem. She could have just been like, I would like to not have him here because he's clearly drugged out of his mind and he might say something crazy that could ruin the wedding. And I if he does, please know that it's not true. Because he does right. shit like this all the time. Right. And also like I just I'm like, you just married this person. You're gonna have to be like you're gonna have to have some level of communication. Yeah, even <laughs> if you decide not to tell him that you cheated on him three right. weeks before the wedding. Right, which again, I get why you wouldn't want to do on your wedding day. Yeah, maybe but, you tell him, you know, in a in a couple of years. But yeah. even so, maybe or maybe just don't get married if you're if you're cheating three weeks before the wedding. Maybe like again, it always comes down to figure out what's going on with yourself. If you decide to right. do that, you're not a terrible person. You're not like irredeemable. But maybe maybe find out what's going on. Right, and it also seems to me again like drugging this man is not an easier solution than talking to your husband. Yeah. And again, it's not like this is a, 
like a first date, right? Where it's like, usually you see these sort of hijinks in like an early stage of a romance where someone's like, I can't reveal how crazy I am to this part. Like I can't. Well, that's the thing is like, they've only been dating for six months. So maybe she does feel that way. they got married. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have. That's very fast. (laughs) Also, she's in like a foreign country and doesn't seem to speak the language either. Yes. Even though she's lived there several years. Very strange. Yeah, I mean, maybe she speaks the language. We just um, maybe we, we just don't see, see it. Talk- yeah, we mainly see her talking to other British people. So yeah, like, okay, fair enough. People. Fine, maybe she. Does. I like how they were like Olivia Munn can't do an accent. <laughs> <laughs> this is my American friend. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's all I got on them. Yeah, um, I, uh, R.I.P. Roberto in the darkest timeline. Yes, let's let's quickly get through Brian and Rebecca, so then we can talk about our main peeps. Okay. So Brian is this like narcissistic actor type, but he's also pretty uh, dopey. He's yeah, like he's got a lovable streak. Sure, yes, but he's he's very into himself. He's yeah. late to the wedding ceremony because he decides he needs a haircut like five minutes before. <laughs> right, and he says when he like first sees Rebecca, he's like, "Oh no, she's gonna cling to me." Like. You know, because he, I guess, knows she's into him and knows she's, like, clingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have this, like, one conversation where he's, like, why do you like me? And she's, like, I, he, I just, I don't know. What does she even say? She's, she's like, like, I, I like just, you for you or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's which just, is, like, the, like the most, you. like, milk toast, boring thing. I think the whole trope of him is supposed to be, like, I'm an actor because I, so no one sees who I am. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. He's, but he immediately is like, oh, wow, I love you now. And it's like, do yeah. you like her? Or do you just like that she likes you? I do think they could have, they they definitely could have put those two characters together in a more convincing way. That's right. not so much about him. Because I actually do sort of like both of those characters. Of all the yeah. like zany little weirdos that they tried to smash into this film, like those two, I, I like them the best, I think. And yeah. I wish that they had put them together in a more convincing way because that would have been fun. See, it felt realistic to me that, but it just feels like it's all about him, which feels like realistic for sure. I don't know. We know people like that, but yeah, like, definitely. There are, really- there are people like that out there. But then, you know, yeah. what would have been more realistic, I feel, is like if Rebecca had been like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Because she's kind right. of a loose cannon. And so the fact that she would be like, wait, I just told you this thing and you haven't said anything you like about me. Like, what the hell? Right. And then she could have, like, made, said something like that. And then he could have been like, oh, no, now I like you because you stood up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we just needed one more because the character herself was, like, pretty cool. So, like, they really, they really did her dirty by putting her with this man who doesn't appreciate her. Right. Um, And also just, like, hooking up at a wedding in general, it's always, like, a weird emotional time. Yeah, it's like, is this a thing or is this just because we're at a wedding? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And then and then he gets up to make his speech in the second timeline and is talking about how like great love is. And then he says, and that's what I have with Rebecca. Yeah, okay. That was <laughs> wild. I was like, you really don't. Also, we didn't need him to go that far. Like, I would be happy for them to like have a fun first kiss and us to be like, all right, this could be a thing. But no, he had to be like, I love her now. And it's like, wait, we made out 20 minutes ago. <sighs> okay, f- whatever, dude. <laughs> also, it really undercut the like, um, genuineness of his speech. Yeah, like his speech could have been fine. It was a bit schmaltzy, but like very like end of a rom-com speech. That's fine. But then he was like, I love her. 
And we're supposed to like, he's not saying it in a way where everyone's like, oh no, that's weird. Why did you say that? It's like supposed to be genuine. Yeah, that's, it's really, it's, I feel like he is going to wake up in, in real life. He would wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, what the hell? What have I done? What is wrong with me? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. All right. Should we go to the, the final couple? Yeah, so far, first two couples, I don't think either of their love is going to stand the test of time. I don't think Just so. Putting Seems like there. no. All right, Jack and Dina. I like the two of them. In the beginning, they're like bantery. And in the first timeline, they have a lot of like fun banter and stuff. Yeah, they have um, nice chemistry. Yeah, they're like, you know, they have a moment where they're trying to sort of recap their lives of the last three years and they give each other 10 seconds. It's just like a cute moment. But in the second one where they actually get together, all he does is fall asleep while she's talking about her dead mom. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I I didn't I didn't believe it. I didn't really I don't know. I was not a huge fan of the way that they got together in the last timeline. The thing was, the way that he was acting, he was acting like he had been through all the alternate timelines, but he hadn't. Like he hadn't no. experienced any of those timelines. So right. I felt like it was just a weird choice. And so it just made his behavior seem really strange because he was like desperate to get with this woman. And it was like, you haven't, you haven't tried a hundred times. Right. In, in your reality. So I don't know why we're like meant to be like, oh, he's, he's traveled through space and time for her. Cause like he hasn't. But I get like what he likes her. It's been like three years of probably build up in his head or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, she has just all he's done is like be weird and not in like a cute way is like is, yeah uh, she saw him trying to like puke in the bathroom and he she starts telling him about her mom and he falls asleep yeah and she goes, it would be like no and they I'm not don't interested. have any other interaction until he runs after her that's true they have very little interaction they have very little interaction in both of the timelines we see but much less in this one I think they could be good together. Like, I don't think this is a couple that, like, is not going to work. Like, they feel believable to me, but, like, they were just not given – we're not given the two of them together enough to enjoy it. Or even if we as an audience are – like I said, we get a decent amount of them in the first timeline – they don't – have not experienced that. So it doesn't make sense to me why she would, like, want to make out with this guy. Also, and it's a shame because they do have, like, especially when she's talking about her dead mom. I was like, oh, great. They're going to bond. They both have dead parents. Right. They could definitely talk about that. And he could be sensitive in a way that other people might not be. But no, he falls asleep. I would not be turned on by that. Even if I thought he was cool the weekend we spent three years ago, I would have been like, right. She she said it. She was like, we missed her moment. And it's like, yeah, maybe you did. Yeah. And we, one of, I might have been you. One of us pointed out, I wrote this in my notes that the mo- the best thing to do would have been to just tell Olivia Munn what his what Haley asked him to do, and then they could have like done it together and bonded while doing this like James Bond thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he he totally could have done that. And sh- Olivia Munn is apparently a very good friend of Haley's, so like, yeah, she would have been a good person to have on your side. Yeah, yeah, that's a great solution. Also, she probably would have come up with a better solution than we should drug this man. Yeah, she seems smarter than him. And also smarter than Haley. Yeah, and it just, 
Haley's making some panic choices. Yeah. Everyone's making a lot of bad panic choices in this movie. They definitely are. Also, um, one thing that really bugged me was at the end when um, he finally does go to kiss her and her friend shows up. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey. And the guy is like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, if someone was – okay, first of all, this guy has not made a great impression um, in the first place. And then second of all, if he's about to kiss me and my friend shows up, like – and then he tells that person to fuck off. I'd be like, "Whoa, major red flag!" <laughs> like, even if it wasn't my friend, if some random person came up to us and he yelled at them, yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, cool, you're like an aggro freak," and I like really, I don't feel safe around you anymore. Like, no, you cannot put your tongue in my mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all again, yeah, it sort of implies the way she reacts also sort of implies that she's been with him on all these journeys. Right. Neither of them have been on the journey that would make sense for him to be like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No one's love stands the test of time. No one's love stands the test of time. Dina and Jack may have maybe have a shot, but not in this timeline. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> all right. Ladies, Ladies, did we just time, did we just travel, time travel back, back to the, the 1950s? 1950s? I don't know how that one went. Um, there wasn't anything where I was like, "Oh no." There was a little yeah. bit of like no homo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had a no homo moment. Um, right after Jack somehow realizes he took the pill, he took the drops. I don't know if he tasted them or or what. And he, I think he notices that the cards were switched or something. Yeah, he can't make – he's in the bathroom and Brian is with him for some reason. He can't make himself throw up. So he's trying to get Brian to, like, stick his fingers down Jack's throat. And Dina walks in and it looks like he's giving him some sort of blowjob. I mean, not really. They're, like, in blowjob position kind of. But, yeah. yeah. And then Dina walks out and is like, oh, my God, I can't believe – I'm just going to pretend I didn't see that. Or no, he says pretend you didn't see that. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, I do love uh, creepy Sydney guy who we can talk about says uh, the first time he talks to Dina, he says, oh, where's your other half? Like in a way of trying to find out if she's single. Mm -hmm. And Dina says, no other half, half a person today. I really like that. Yeah. She's a, she's a cool character. Like I think she, yeah. I, I like her a lot. I think I wish we spent more time with her. Um, yeah. I think that they they sort of did her a disservice by not giving her more to do. I mean, Olivia yeah. Munn's always really fun to watch. Yeah, and she's very hot. And she's super hot, so that's great. So let's talk about Sydney. Um, so Sydney's the weird friend in a kilt who at first we're supposed to be like, oh, what a fun weirdo. Um, and also he's a little chubby, so obviously he's a fun weirdo and not a creep, but he's also kind of a creep. Yeah, unfortunately he's kind of a creep. He has some funny lines and he is sort of sad. But he's also a creep. So. Yeah, I think the actor playing him is funny. Yeah. I, I wish they had removed the creepiness and just made him, like, socially inept. Yeah. He says some creepy things to Dina. And also, she he she starts talking about getting kidnapped in Afghanistan. And he's like, he completely cuts her off and is like, I work in car insurance. I thought that was, that part I liked. I thought that was very yeah. funny and, like, realistic. And I was like, okay. But the part where he was kind of sexually harassing her, I was like, don't do yes. that. I, I yeah. would love it if they had kept everything the same about his character, just removed the sexual harassment, made him be like a boring idiot who like can't listen. 
Um, yes, that's fine. That is funny to me and very real. Yeah, I mean the sexual harassment also very real, but definitely. But like, I don't want to watch that in no. the middle of like a nice fun rom com. Like that's not fun for me. Right. It's so funny. Like I'm realizing like what is fun for me to watch and what is not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's, it's like it's real, but it's like it's not fun for me to relive it. You know. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting that in my nice rom com? Like, I don't need to watch that mm-hmm. in a rom com. Well, and also, like, in a character we're supposed to be rooting for, right? right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to like him, right? He's You're not supposed the to bad be like, guy. oh, he's like just a, a a little bit of an idiot. But like, you yeah. can't think that if he's like sexually harassing her, right? Speaking of people that are fun to watch, I'm obsessed with Amanda. Yeah, Amanda's great. Um, very fun. Would love to watch a movie of just her like fucking around. Um, Amanda is uh, his ex-girlfriend who's played by Frida Pinto. Yeah, she's just she's honestly brutal in the whole movie um, and just she does such a good job with it. Girl boss feminism. She's brutal, but she knows exactly what she wants and she's unapologetic about it. Yeah. And it's very fun to watch. She's clearly having a great time. Yes, we do not we do not encourage anyone to actually act this way in real life. No, no. And it's clear that like but, no one should aspire in the movie like it's not saying that she's a good person, right. but like it she Frida Frida Pinto, right? That's who it is. Mm-hmm. She's having yeah. an amazing time and I'm happy for she's her. She's doing a great job. She looks flawless. Yeah. The um, whole thing we we stand. Chaz also is very funny. He is having a lot of penis insecurity and it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, the way that they do his penis insecurity like that joke is very tired, but somehow they like found a little bit of a fresh spin on it. Yes. Mostly because yeah. he just like doesn't have any filter and just like goes up to people and they're like, is like, is my penis small? <laughs> yeah. It's ve- they're very funny. It's unclear to me why they're s- t- still together at the beginning of this movie. And it's unclear to me why they are in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's unclear why they're in this movie, but they are both very funny. <laughs> yeah. They're great. And that's feminism. Should we go on? Yeah. Is it the best best of times times or the worst worst of of times? times. Here's where we talk about if you should watch it in what context. We rate it on our doomsday clock, which goes from noon to midnight. Noon, very notoriously, is gouge your eyes out before you watch this. Um, Midnight is you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast. You should have just like started watching it right away. And again, and a bunch of times, it's great, it's perfect, we love stan culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Helena, where would you rate this on our clock? And why? And tell me about it. Tell me your thoughts. I'm going to give this a six. Um, okay. Because I think it's fine. It's you know, what, you know what this is for me? This is a background movie. Mm. This is a good mm-hmm. one to just like – do something like clean your clean your house while you're watching it or I think the first time I watched it I was like doing a sewing project so I was like in and out just sort of like you know sometimes I would miss stuff and it didn't really matter and I was just like all right here's some attractive people doing things um Mm -hmm. and they're my little friends while I'm doing something yeah ultimately it's kind of boring if you have to just sit and watch it also again I think we should uh specify one more time this is not a time travel movie. Well, yeah, also, it's not a time travel movie, but that's not what the Doomsday Clock is, technically. Yeah, I guess technically not. It does seem like there should be a penalty point, though. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll take off one point from our rating, so I'll give it a five. Okay, great. I'm going to go four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go four. You were mad about it. You were very cranky during this movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I also had to like leave. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave to go pick up my car and watch the last 10 minutes on my phone sitting in my car. Um, so take it all with a grain of salt. But I just thought it was like boring uh, and like it took too long to to get where it was going. And so like maybe if it was maybe if I didn't go in with the expectations that I did, maybe it would have enjoyed it more, but I just yeah, I thought it took long to get where it was going. I wasn't really rooting for anyone by the end. The dialogue, they didn't sound like people talking. I did like the Olivia Munn-Jack relationship uh, through the first timeline. So that's fun. Yeah, a lot of fun people to look at. I, I laughed occasionally. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to yeah. go We're gonna go four. I mean, it's not, yeah. Are, is, that, your eyes out. is that taking into account the penalty point? Yeah, I was debating between like I was somewhere in the like four four thirty ish range, so I'm just rounding down. Okay, great. All right, yeah. All right. Well, it's no Shrek. It's no. Sh- you know what? What is? Yeah, I still we we gotta watch uh, Shrek three soon. Shrek the third. Shrek the third. Excuse me. And uh, with that. We'll be back in in no no time time at at all. Yeah, that's not who's calling me. Should I answer? Yeah, why not? (laughs) Put on speaker. Oh my god, am I on the pod? Yeah, how late did I record it right now? Hi, Charlo. We're talking about Love Wedding Repeat, a Netflix original from 2020. Have you seen it? I don't think I have, but I'm ashamed. Yeah. Why are you ashamed? (laughs) Are you a Netflix completist? Do you have to watch all of them? No. No, I will. Are you ashamed because you're unprepared for this moment? Exactly. That's Ah. how I feel. Ashamed that I'm unprepared. That's what it is. Broken and ashamed, lying naked on On the the floor. floor. That's mostly how I feel in general. (laughs) Captured by Natalie Imbrugula. Oh my gosh! That's right. Yeah, I think so. Beautiful. Um, Are you just calling me because you're drunk, or is there an emergency? Uh, Called because I love you. That's it. Okay, great. All right, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Is that just eight to the eighth power? Is that how you would do that math? The eighth power is sixteen million seven hundred seventy-seven thousand. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know how math works. I just thought that that might be how you would do that math, but I don't I really know a, what a powers are thing. anymore. Um, eight. It's like uh, eight times. It's like eight. It's like eight times eight plus seven times seven plus six times six plus five times five plus four times four type thing okay yeah that that sounds like it would make sense i don't know yeah. math, is, not doing, math is yeah, not my it's just never it's just never been my strong suit okay so si- i don't think we're gonna get here <laughs> 64 no that's yeah 64 plus 49 plus 30 yeah we're never gonna get there okay yeah okay well, um, well, we'll find out how the math works at some point, yeah. but I don't anyway, know. Any time slots who feel like doing the math are welcome to. Well, because I remember it's like if there's three people, right? If you're like shaking hands, there is like, it's like the th- the combinations. It's like, it was, there's something with like three plus two plus one. There's something there. I don't remember. Okay. I believe you. I'm sure Jalkio will know and he'll tell me. That's great. Shout out to um, Jalkio. Please write in. 